Ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of What Happens in Topeka, uh, Corona Edition number two. Uh, and JB is with me as always. Hey, hey. And I've got a special guest, Travis Hawkins, my, my hey. blood brother, all the way from Texas. <laughs> Trav, how you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, so what's been go- what's been going on in Texas, eh? Yeah. Um, not too much. Just uh, All right, like thank that. you. That's the podcast. <laughs> been, uh, <laughs> you know, just been trying to shoot down the virus. Yeah. But, Is it working? Uh, no. But it's fun <laughs> trying. <laughs> but it's fun trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, yeah, just get to shoot stuff. So it's like... So we were thinking this time <laughs> round, right? Because we've all been trying to fill our time with whatever we can find to fill our time with, uh, that we talk about some of that stuff, like whatever's been going on, whatever you've been trying to do to fill up the many, many, many hours of lockdown or shelter in place, as you guys like to call it, which sounds very oh, yeah. quaint. It sounds like that Ooh, should be the yeah. British one, doesn't it? It sounds like shelter <laughs> in place should be the British one and, and lockdown <laughs> should be the American one. <laughs> I think so. I, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. So one of the things that, that, that I've been doing since getting since getting cracked into the lockdown is i've been cooking like way more than i was cooking before because all of a oh, sudden yeah. you have tons of time and you can do all this fancy stuff which is super super awesome so within the first week you know you're supposed to have all your essential goods right, but i was right. still like searching for like kaffir lime leaves and kashmiri chili powder and like all the kinds of really specific shit so i was like i don't know i'm getting stuck in right now and i'm gonna get some shoulders of lamb and i'm gonna get really cracked into some good cooking so yeah so we've been eating like absolute kings since we got <laughs> since we got started you got any any specific recipes jb that you've been working on um well i'm still working with pizza still making pizzas that's the thing uh, okay that oh, i ran out of pizza so dough I, I ran out of pizza dough because you have to have a special kind of flour. You could have the double aught flour to make it, yep. I guess, authentic. Um, so I ordered this uh, double aught flour called All Trumps flour, which has nothing to do with the president. <laughs> okay. um, it's just called All Trumps. I, I never bothered to look at what the name is. And uh, so I ran out. And last time I bought it, I bought it in a 10-pound sack. Well, everybody has the same idea that, that you and I and yeah. Travis have had is that, okay, well, we're home. Let's, let's cook. Let's bake. So it's really, really difficult to get your hands on flour, and I ended up having to buy a 50-pound bag of it. <laughs> so now I have 50 pounds of, of, of double-lot flour. <laughs> Amazing. So, so I I pizza, pizza every day. Strombolis. There's double flour. Uh, yeah. 50-pound yeah. <laughs> bag of flour. Amazing. Oh, my God. So yeah, tell so, me, do you do that yeah. thing where you dust, once you do the pizza base, that you, you, you like – press it in corn starch or corn flour or whatever it is to give it that crispy edge because i've i've had that in a lot of uh, no pizzas. i don't i don't do that bit actually yeah no yeah. no i don't no. what what i do is i just I, I roll it out and you know i fit it to the pan and throw the toppings on and in it goes for about 10 to 12 yeah, minutes because yeah, yeah. your your oven's going at like 550 degrees it's a super hot yeah. oven, and that's what crisps up the uh the bottom of the the pizza you haven't got to the level of building your own pizza oven in the back garden yet. No, but the plans are. I have them. I I, I, I went on YouTube and I searched up how to that's, make a pizza oven. So that's, that's a the, pretty epic uh, adventure. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's. But it's, you can make all sorts of things road. though in a pizza oven. Like you can. Oh, for sure. Like anything. It's just like 
Yeah, I would love to do have the pizza oven, like you know, yeah. with the kind of like rounded dome, because then you can do naan breads, like stick the naan breads exactly. inside of the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So yeah, yeah I'll I'll get to sweet. a pizza oven, but right now it's mostly pizza. I did make croissants last weekend. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was always my get out of jail free card. <laughs> So anytime oh, I was in trouble, I'd make croissants, and boom, I'm out of trouble. Because isn't with wow. the, the croissant, you have to? It's like really thin. You have to make a million folds, right? Is yeah, yeah. You've got to you've got to make a butter block. So the whole recipe takes four way sticks too of long. Yeah, it takes, like, <laughs> too long. It takes way lots too of butter. Long. Sounds and very lots French. Lots so yeah. I think I'll just stick you to my biscuit. You got to make a block of butter that's like seven inches square. And then you place it in the dough, and you wrap the dough up oh like an envelope. Oh, my God. Yes. And, wow. then, and then you roll. Well, there's three sticks of butter in the butter block. The, the bread itself has a whole stick of butter, right? Wow. So then you, you fold it up in the okay. dough, then you roll it out, and then you do what's called the first turn, and you kind of do this little you know, third fold over. And yeah. then you turn it, and then you roll it out in the third fold over, and then it goes in the fridge. When do you, so it's when do really you shoot critical. it? When do I shoot it? Yeah. Oh, like... <laughs> As soon as it stops rolling, like all the butter starts squeezing out the sides of it, and just start butter everywhere. But you have to keep it cold. It'll be difficult to make in the summertime because butter melts at like sixty-six degrees Fahrenheit. So it, oh, wow. you have to chill it and then quickly roll it out, fold it up, stick it back in the fridge or freezer uh, for like ten, fifteen minutes. So yeah. it's 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 just labor intensive. Takes a couple of days. That's pro. That is pro yeah. school though. French pastry stuff. That is yeah. that is next. That level. is more adventurous than I would do. Yeah. What's your top recommend for the for the pizza toppings then? What's the what's the number? What's your go? Ooh, I know mine. I know mine. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Mine, mine are mine are pepperoni mm. and jalapeno. Yes. I like a jalapeno. Just simple. And what type of cheese you go with that? Mozzarella. mozzarella. Oh, yeah, yeah, I still do the mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, do you get yeah. the, do you get the shredded different. mozzarella or the buffalo <gasps> mozzarella? Uh, the buffalo. Buffalo mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. doing it right. Yeah. yeah, that's how yeah. you do. Yeah, the shredded is the shredded is crap. I mean, yeah. but that's what most I, my my pizza. Have. Yeah, I know. That's why most of them are crap. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're my like I'm. Normal people are here with their pizza, and I'm like way up here. Next with my level pizza. with pizza. Mm. Next, next level. Like, What's the base thickness that you guys prefer of the whole are thing? You just, like or super the thin, like like Italian style, like ultra yeah, thin, Neapolitan. Or? Yeah, I'm a, I'm yeah. like a Neapolitan. Like yeah, I do. New York yeah, I don't style. like it. I don't. Yeah, New York Which, style. What's New York. Well, New York like style thin. is is thin, but it's not cracker thin. So I, okay. I I imagine that the the Italian style is like a cracker thin. Is it or is it foldable like a New York slice? Um it's oh. it's foldable. Okay. It's yeah. just it's just not as it's just not as smooth like on the edges, right? Uh, right. Like an, to me a New York style is very similar to like a Neapolitan. The mm-hmm. big difference really is the crust ring. Yeah. The the New York is like nice and they're like really trying to make it like nice and smooth mm-hmm. and pretty. And Neapolitan is just like here's pizza. It's rustic, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Throw it in. And the but, New York but the ones way tend that, to be massive. The way they as taste well, right? is the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. too. New York ones are huge, and you get a slice that's like the size of your head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I I want my pizza to always have a crispy bottom crust, mm-hmm. but yet still chewy. If it has yeah, those two nice. things, you're you're that's almost there. I haven't had pizza for ages like I like really without am. those two things i'll even tell people at like restaurants i'll be like look 
here's how, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell people, like, this is how you just ruined this beautiful pizza. <laughs> because it's all given me because it's all about the delivery like all these places yeah. like there's um there's some places that i that are around me that make really good pizza yeah but when they serve it to you it's fucked mm. can i cuss oh, on yeah. this i'm okay to cuss on this right yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah. yeah like, like <laughs> it's no absolutely we're fine like <laughs> it's absolutely fucked how they serve it and i tell them like and i let them know do you have the balls to do that in a restaurant to actually tell them I'd never do that. Travis, no, Travis you know what I sitting, do? Travis isn't sitting on a chair. He's actually sitting on his balls. That's that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm slightly out of flame in the camera. Well, I mean, it, it, in my opinion, in my my mentality, it's like, do you want to be better, right? And as a company, if you are willing to take good criticism, then that good criticism, yeah. if you're smart enough to take it and go with it and understand it, then you're potentially could be better. For instance, in the, here, here's what ruins a pizza for me. Ruins it. Okay. Just absolutely just fucking destroys it. You built, you like make this beautiful pizza, whether it's in a uh, oven or a brick oven or whatever, and then you put it on a porcelain plate to serve it. Hmm. What's wrong with that? Porcelain plates you- don't allow air temperature to circulate so it sweats and on so the what pizza. happens it sweats on the pizza and then you get a soggy uh, soggy soggy bottom shit. crust pizza so, 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 so the way to it do it on? it should be served on a wooden like platform like a wooden okay. whatever serving board mm-hmm. or yep. like those little tin like itty bitty tin boards that you see come out okay like when we went to tennessee williams and you see them come out with those like little bitty yeah, like yeah, plates yeah. yeah those are perfect because it's it's like an aluminum type plate, and mm-hmm. so it it cools really quickly, but yeah. it also heats up. Right. So it kind of balances that Good heat out. Yeah. And yeah. without that, you're just a moron. That's usually just that, <laughs> sorry. That, that but like you just ruined your pizza the too. They don't put it on the pan. That pan and the pizza, the whole thing goes in the oven. I think. Okay. Most okay, of the time, yeah. 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 Most of the time, That's if you're doing if you're doing brick oven, not really, but the pan is like right there, ready to go. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So what's your what's your topping uh, choice, JB? Yeah. I it's my pizza rant. I, yeah, I kind of <laughs> I kind of go all over the the road, really. I I don't lock into any one particular slice of pizza. Like I'll have a pepperoni phase where I'm eating just loads of pepperoni, and then I just can't take the grease. So then I go, okay, well mm. now I want to do um, like I want to do some green peppers and maybe some onions and just a little hamburger or something like that. Maybe chicken. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, do like, a, yeah, yeah. like chicken and red onion is a good combo. Oh yeah. Uh, That's a good combo. Nice. I do, uh, I do a brisket, uh, a pulled brisket with barbecue sauce. Oh boy! I just yes. so, yeah, I go. Yeah, that sounds fucking amazing. I go all over with uh, the toppings. Yeah. Usually, though, I'm making it for the kids, so whatever they want is usually what happens. And it's usually a combination of either just straight up bacon, like streaky bacon, um, mm-hmm. maybe pineapple, uh, or uh, Ooh, they like salami. Hello. They like salami on their pizza. Oh yeah. So, what's your anchovy uh, position? You know, I haven't eaten enough anchovies. Really, I just never wanted to try. It's it as a big a kid. debate on pizza. It seems. Um, I I don't I don't care for it. No, I mean, I, 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 can, I, I can do the, an egg. I love the intense saltiness of of an anchovy, but I don't always want it. There's no way. I it's don't a specific like that thing, extra crunch. Yeah. Yes, it does have that. Wait, they have it? a like crunch. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're eating the whole fish. In it. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. eating the whole fish. 
right? I mean, you wouldn't know it. If it's well cooked, it almost melts, but right. it's like, yeah, it does have a little crunchiness. I think, I think that's what it is, is what you just said, is like most places don't know how to cook an anchovy. Yeah. Right. And so that's yeah. why it's like, yeah. If it melts uh, now I feel like the... a bone poking into my cheek. Yeah, that's <laughs> it needs to kind of melt into the sauce so that you just get that super intense like saltiness, but you don't yeah. really taste the fish so much. Like that's that's yeah. when they work. I I don't so, prefer it. Mm. Talking of recommends related to pizza, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was watching this thing on Netflix called Ugly Delicious. I don't know if you've mm. seen the show. Um, and I think I have seen uh, it. Yeah, I'm just going to get the name of the dude up because uh, he's really, really cool. So it's a chef, a U.S. chef, and he goes around looking at different food types. Like one is pizza, mm -hmm. one is barbecue, yeah. and he goes around and uh, David Chang. David Chang is the name of the guy. He's He, he runs a restaurant that we've been to in Las Vegas, in fact. Oh. Um, yeah, let me just work out which one mm. it is. Momofuku. Mom oh. Momofuku. Yeah, I've heard of that there, place. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and he's a really cool dude. He's super opinionated, and he's a bit of a dick, <laughs> but that's what makes the show really good because he goes around really? with his conception, speaks to all these people, and they try and change his mind, and he tries to open his mind to these different ways of, of doing stuff. But there's a whole episode about pizza, and he goes to Naples, and then he goes to Chicago and goes to New York, and stuff. Oh. it's fucking cool. It's really cool. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, so I check, check, check that it out. out. Ugly Delicious Ugly on Netflix. Netflix is very good. Yeah, I was I was on Netflix looking at uh, last weekend the Taco Chronicles. The Taco Chronicles. The Taco Chronicles. Okay. Oh and, yeah, and you said that. Yeah, I, I think I sent it to you. I sent it to a couple yeah, of different did. people. And um, yeah, it's just basically different ways to make tacos and kind of the history of the taco and uh, hmm. you know its its origins and all the different kinds of tacos and the rules. I'm just watching the trailer right now. Yeah, we can hear it. <laughs> oh my god, it instantly looks incredibly delicious, right? <laughs> oh my god, yes, please, yes, please, yes. yes put, that, please. put that on a list. Um, and then I got one more that I also shared with Travis not too long ago. It's not on Netflix; it's on YouTube, so everybody can access it. Not okay. everybody has a, a Netflix account, but you can go to YouTube, and you need to uh, search for a guy named Cowboy Kent Rollins. <sighs> Yes. Cowboy, Cowboy Kent Rollins. Kent. K E N T Rollins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent yeah, this guy's great. I sent this to Travis a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he like promptly I, I, gave I, up the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I watched like five hours worth while I was doing stuff. It was horrible. Nice. But he's there's a, a have show you been I just discovered. Travis, what? have you been doing proper Texas barbecue? No, I have not. Sadly, I no. Yeah, when I'm home, like right now, I'm starting. Uh, my fitness for 50k in October. Oh, so shit. Yeah, I'm not really doing a lot. I mean, the only the only type of the only thing I'm really doing. Sorry, there was a big bang. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I've been doing is um, like just steaks. But I yeah, want okay. to I want to have uh, some help building a smoker because I remember that Ooh, we have yeah. like at the at the family ranch we have like all the tools like uh, a welder and a torch yeah. to cut metal and yeah. we can make our own smoker and I don't have to go buy oh, that one. That would be awesome. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've mm, seen people I, make them out I of oil drums. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The oil drum one is supposedly really good and we have, uh, we can easily get a hold of some oil drums. 
But uh, I saw you could do a, a, a cold smoke in the ground by digging in, like digging a hole, two holes in the ground with uh, like a tunnel that links the two holes, and then you put a fire in one, and the, the just the coolness of the earth cools the smoke enough to cold smoke out the other side. Huh. Huh. That'd be great for cheese. That's, That's like traditional way of doing it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But we do, when I was uh, growing huh. up in western Kansas, every once in a while they'd do a, a pig cook like that, where they'd dig a pig, yeah. fill it with coals, uh, yeah, okay. lay the whole yeah, yeah. pig down on there, and then cover it up with uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, and then just basically yeah. bury it for the rest of the day. That's oh, that's, that's really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that is amazing. Comes cooks up. for like yeah. ten hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just so, get this giant, you know, carcass that you can just pick off of because every part <laughs> of it's just tender. So good. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. talking about talk, so, tell us about the fifty k, Travis. What is the deal? Um, is, that, is that more than a marathon? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. it's it's like almost thirty two miles. So a marathon Ooh, is twenty six point two. Twenty six. Yeah. And a 50K is like 31.87 miles. Whoa. Um, I don't know. Why not? How's, my, my how's, little... how's it going? So what are you up to now? Uh, well, I've just, <laughs> I got super drunk two weeks ago with <laughs> my wife. Like super day drunk and sprained my ankle going down the uh, stairs. Oh, but, no. Um, yeah. It was a slight sprain, so I'm, I'm good. Um, but uh, uh, I did a 10K today. It was it was good. Like uh, yeah. I did it in fifty two minutes thirty seconds, which is that's quite pretty a good pace. Yeah, that's very good. And, um, and so it'll, it'll be there. The the hard part of the fifty k is going to be the heat of Texas yeah. coming up. Yeah. It's yeah. going to start yeah. like next week. It's going to be already in like ninety degrees Fahrenheit, which is what like thirty three yeah, degrees Celsius yeah, or whatever. So I have to wake up early in the morning to my runs and. I have like the backpack with a water thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's um, luckily San Antonio has like huge trails out here. But the 50k really started because last year, the uh, was my fifth Marine Corps marathon mm, okay. that I run with my little cousin who's a retired Marine, and he was like, "Hey, cuz, Marine Corps <laughs> marathon's doing a 50k this year for the first time uh... ever." And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> fuck you, I'll do it. But we have this oh, thing man. where um, usually at the end of the marathons, we'll be eating a pizza at California Pizza Kitchen. And we'll each have our own pizza just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> and uh, one of us will like slap the table. And that is what is like letting the other person know, okay, I'm in. I'm doing it again next year. Ah. And as he's talking to me about this 50K, all I hear over the phone is this huge slap of a table. Mm. And I was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) He's done it. I can't jump out now. And so so I did it. But what was supposed to happen is um, a buddy of mine was supposed to run it with us, and he hurt his back, and so he couldn't do it last year. So he, uh, you know, it went towards this year. Which hopefully it it works out, but um, so my buddy yeah. who was supposed to run it last year is signed up for it this year, and obviously I'm not gonna let him run a 50k by himself. So I was like, God damn it, I'll do it again. <laughs> and then I told my little cousin, my little cousin was like, All right, whatever. And he's a marine, so you know, and he puts his mind to something, and he's just like, Yeah, you know, before before the marathon or 50k starts every year. 
Um, he always tells me something that he used to tell his Marine buddies whenever they were about to go on patrol or something. And he's like, all right, boys, let's get ready for the suck. Mm. <laughs> and, and then you would just like mentally get ready for it. And then you would just go, you just do yeah, it. Yeah. And that's, I think it's, it's a really, it's got me through it. It's just like seeing his mentality of, of like, just, all right, well, I'm going to do this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and a big challenge. I, That's I, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so. Travis is a Travis is one of these guys who everybody has a thing. Travis's thing is the running. Like yeah. he, he yeah. runs whenever he's in, in town. He goes to a uh, running store. So we were we were together a few weeks ago, uh, and he's like, yeah, "I'm gonna go check out this store." So he didn't buy anything; he was just looking around at the at the different things. But that's that's how you know it's it's a real interest is when you're actively seeking out. Yeah. What are other people doing? What what mm. what kind of equipment? What are the stores like? Yeah. What are the trails like? Well, yeah. you can you can give me some advice then because I started running like from I've seen this from scratch. So Couch I started from complete scratch. Yeah, yeah, which is a, a an amazing program. It's really good and it one hundred percent works because I started yeah. at JB Christmas it. time. Yep. Yeah, it really does work. Like with nothing behind you, you can start on that program and you'll get there if you follow it. So I started at Christmas. I couldn't run for a minute. You know, yeah, I couldn't run for a minute and it builds you up week after week after week. And the last few weeks have been amazing because all of a sudden, like something happens and now I can just run. Yep. I can just yep. put my shoes on and just step out the front door and I can just run for half an hour with it's no weird, problem it? whatsoever. It's so that, cool. That's the and the thing I love about it, right, yeah. is like with sports, with a lot of sports and a lot of stuff that you do, hobbies you do, you you have days where you suck and you have days that you're not so good and it's super frustrating. But with running, because it's purely this physical thing, this physiological thing, you see improvement every time you go out. Even if you yeah. maybe don't do the distance or the time that you expected, you do see improvement. You feel improvement every single time, and that's what I love right. about it because it's like. Every time I go out, I'm going to get something out of it, like every single time. It's yeah. so cool. I just feel so energized right. after a run. Like I don't yeah. need coffee. I don't need anything. I don't run with music. music oh, really? Bo- oh, that's music bothers me because I used to run with music in Chicago. And then I, I had two epiphanies mm-hmm. <laughs> while I was running. Um, one, I was when I was running certain distances, I was measuring the miles based off how many songs per mile. And then okay, I started yeah. counting. I started not focusing on my running. I started focusing on counting songs. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. then I was just like, it was just, my head was just being cl- like cluttered with stuff. And I hated That's that. Interesting. And mm. so I, I read, um, uh, rich rolls book, where he went from being a guy that could barely walk up a set of stairs to running an ultra marathon in like six months. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty mentally hardcore. And, um, one of the things in his book, cause people at that time always ask me like, why do, why do you run? Why do you do it? And how do you run without music? And my answer to that all now is because it's how I meditate. Like I told yeah, you okay. after like the first two or three miles, I can't, like, I can't feel my legs. Um, <laughs> it sounds which like a is medical a, problem, really. Which is, which is not really a medical problem, but, like, I really, like, you know, you just get into this motion, and then it's just like, all right, mm. your feet, your legs are just in this motion, and then all of a sudden I can, I got to a point in Chicago, which I really want to get back to, is where I was able to regulate 
my heartbeat mm. based off how I was breathing and I could tell how I was breathing and then I could regulate my yeah. heart rate and okay. it was really interesting. And so, and then also you get to hear all the sounds around yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah. So like in Chicago, there was all sorts of sounds and now in San Antonio, there's like this huge greenway, which runs all the way to the south of the city. So I right. can run a full, I can run 50 miles on this running oh, trail. No that way. That's very easily cool. if I wanted yeah. to, which maybe one day next year, but so, Maybe you can give yeah. me some advice then on on pacing. So when oh, when I go out, talking, I find that I can't. <laughs> I can't control my pace. I don't feel my pace. You know, like I go out and I I kind of just if I know how much time I have, it's like this is going to be a quick one or this is I'm going to try and do a bit more distance. But when I start running, I don't know until I've done like one point five k, like how fast I'm going. Really, I just can't tell which makes it difficult because I either burn myself out or I start off too slow and then I can't ramp it up, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, for, for me, cause I, you know, everybody's different. So I can only talk about for how I can tell, um, for, I can tell if I'm going to have a fast day or a slow day, mostly by like, by the, like 10 minutes prior to my run. Okay. How I'm stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I could probably, within the first, like, tenth of a mile, I know if I'm just going to be like, fuck it. I'm not running whatever pace they're telling me to run today. I'm going to go faster or slower. Yeah, okay. Um, but if uh, you lean your chest forward just a little bit, so, like, instead of running this way, yeah. you run with your chest a little bit that way, that yeah. momentum pushes you forward, which kind of, you know, it's almost like okay, uh, interesting. It, like, keeps you in this constant i'm almost falling state so you're running okay. just a little bit faster yeah yeah um, oh, but then your steps you try that like your your steps right yeah. most like if you're doing really long strides um some people don't recommend that i think it, it's all depends on who you are so if you're running really short strides how fast are those strides yeah and you can yeah. once once you start noticing especially if you do a program like what you're doing where it's like I don't know what the couch to 5k is, but like if I do a half marathon program, there's a point early in the program where it's like run a 10 and a half minute mile. And I'm like, yes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's super slow for me. I'm not fucking doing that, yeah. but right, I'll, tr- yeah, but yeah. I'll try it. And it's like almost like walking for me, mm. like, <laughs> like a fast walk and I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. do it. So it's hard. Like I've had a really good friend of mine tell me, that I'm more like a pirate runner. There's like this group of people called pirate runners and they just go and run. They're like, I want to run like 10 miles today and they go run 10 miles and they don't do any sort of pacing or anything. And I kind of categorize myself, like have a foot or a leg inside of that because I'll try to run programs Mm. and they'll tell me to be slower on long distance runs. And sometimes I just feel really good. And I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm I'm going to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that, that's cool. So. I mean, that's, I, I've, because I finished the program now and that was quite liberating as well, because then it was like, yeah. now I can just run. I don't have to worry about timings yeah. or anything else. I just go. But I, my, my next target, which I nearly, it was so annoying. I was so close. I, I wanted to do 5k in under 30 minutes, right? That's the next challenge. Ooh, nice. And yeah. I did it in, I, I did 4.9 and I, I, I 
I knew I needed to speed up, so I gave myself like the last like half a K, and I was like, I'm just going to sprint the last half to get there. And then I look at my watch, and I see I've only got 30 seconds, and I'm not going to make it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I just couldn't pull it off. But I know I can now. So that's the next one, is to hit that. So good. Once that's, I do that's that, a good challenge. Yeah, keep going. And then yeah, I'm going to look at distance as well, so see if I can do seven or something after that. Try and I push did, it a bit for distance. I was doing the couch to 5K five years ago, six years ago. And years ago. I yeah, I was doing that in conjunction with a diet and I, I was at like 298, 302. I was big. I was like linebacker yeah. big. And um, I think with I think within a year, it's windy today. <laughs> <laughs> Tornado. With, within, within a year, I was down to like uh, 240. So I lost oh, yeah. a ton of weight. And I know you, you've lost a ton of weight as well, Si. You've, you've been yeah. running yeah. and taking care of yourself. Yeah, I can so. tell. Yeah, it's it's excellent to get out there and just run. Um, I told myself at one point, I'm going to run a marathon. Cause I can, if I've done the 5K, I, I can do the rest of it. I can just push myself yeah, to go yeah. further. And uh, I was in New Zealand at the time, and I said, all right, I'm going to just see how far I can run. And I just took out the door and just kept going. I had well, no cool. fucking idea where I was. Like, I, I was, an, I was best, at least though. an hour and a half along. I'm like, I don't know where the hell I am. I don't know where my hotel is. I've got to be at work in an hour and a half. I That's pull, pretty cool, though. I, I pull out my phone, cool. and my phone's got the GPS on, so the battery's almost dead. So uh, <laughs> I basically <laughs> ran around in circles trying to find my hotel. I think I got to work like with five minutes to spare. Oh, but that's that's, that's cool. what I like is when when uh, we're tra- when we are traveling. Yeah, I will find a hotel. And I don't care how far, well, I do care how far it is from the facility, but uh, most of the time you can find some sort of trail somewhere, Yeah. whether it's paved or not. Um, now, if it's a big city, it's kind of hard. Yeah, but uh, like I was in that, um, doing a job just south of, outside of Amsterdam, um, early March, late February. And yeah. I had no idea where I was going and I didn't want to use my battery on like figuring out stuff. And to me, that is probably the best type of run is because there's no, there's no limitation mentally. Right. So like you, you're just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to go that way now. And now I'm going to go that way. And Oh, look at those horses. Oh shit. Those are big horses. Or, you know, I've been running the same route like regularly because I wanted to, I wanted to... Well, first of all, during this lockdown thing, I feel bad, like... <laughs> Wave hi to everybody. <laughs> hey <That's laughs> Another Wendy. guest star. There's Wendy. <laughs> She's got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> She's real. She's take... real. <laughs> she is real. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing the same route, and then during the lockdown, I also feel a bit guilty about just, you know, going out. So I was like, I'm going to stay fairly close to home, do the same route. It's all like under control, and I know what I'm doing. Um, but since I can now go for a bit longer, I wanted to go and and run a little bit further. So it's a bit frustrating now because I feel like I want to go places and run, which I can't yeah, at the minute. Right. But that's going to be right. exciting when the lockdown ends is that I can I can take a drive to some of the really cool parks near here and do like a big run in the park and down yeah. by the river. I did one r- down by the Thames the other day, Yeah, but it was brutal because the weather was nice and people were breaking the rules like, everywhere uh. so i just got annoyed i was just running past the people doing picnics and playing frisbee and stuff and i was like guys go the fuck home what are you doing go the what fuck home doing? so i can run 
Exactly. Yeah. Get out of my way. That's the other thing. I had to push these motherfuckers out of the way. But yeah, no, it's going really well. And it is, it's something that I never thought I would enjoy, but now I, I genuinely enjoy it. The, the problem I have is I'm, is doing too much sometimes. Like, cause I got into a thing where I was running every day for like yeah. five days in a row. And I just don't want to get injured. That's the thing. I just don't want to get injured. Well, it all depends on the shoes and. Oh, it's so equipment. Yeah. It's so equipment like heavy. I did invest in really good shoes and it made a huge difference. Like I bought what a did pair you, of what Brooks, did you get? Brooks shoes. I went to the shop and got like checked out and uh, got nice. these support shoes from Brooks. Amazing. Because I could feel yeah. like when I was running my left foot, every time I could feel it rolling in like this mm. and it was starting to hurt the arch of my foot. And so I went and yeah. got these shoes. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing what what those people will do and how they can recommend. Uh, I don't know how it is there, but they sometimes will have like a treadmill and watch. Yeah, they put me on a treadmill. Yeah. yeah, I felt yeah. like an idiot because this was like at the start of my running, so I was like, I was like, I can only hey. run for like four minutes, guys. So get your but, get your measurements. Well, just like everything now. else, every everybody started somewhere, right? Yeah, you always there's always a beginning. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah but I, cool. I, I I really have. Every year I bought a different pair of shoes and I think I'm about to the point where I'm going to stop doing that. And I found the, the two shoes. brands that I like. Okay. Yeah. What are they? Um, um, I, for, for like, um, anything over a half marathon, mm. it, it'll be Hocus. The, the big thick, uh, soles. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, they do have others that are a little bit. These are, these are Wendy's Hocus here. Now. Um, and the other ones are the, the really uh, Mizuno. Thick. Mizuno oh, yeah, for okay. for my feet are wonderful, and it, you know what's really cool about the shoes is like learning about the different colors and what they mean. Okay, there's colors. So like oh, white. what so you could tell by seeing someone yes. running what type of shoe they've got. Yeah, well, if they like, you could tell if they if they like a lot of squish or if they are like a hardcore runner mm -hmm. they're one foot that okay. much so so like the white if you see white in the bottom of your shoe that's yep. really soft soft rubber okay and if it's black yeah it's really stiff ah, so the three okay. main the three main colors are white gray and black that that's specifically with mizuno no with any shoe Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, with any shoe, the three main colors is white, gray, or a mixed color, like mm -hmm. blue, orange, anything not white or black, and then black. Okay. So, like, usually usually the darker the color, the, the, the stiffer the yeah. rubber. So that's why you see sometimes in the heel, like from the, from the pavement level. A few level, different colors, yeah. Right, from the pavement level up to your foot. So here's the pavement, here's the foot. Yeah, the 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 rubber on the heel will be like dark gray and then white. Yes, because okay. that's where that's where your um your body is like sometimes pressing down, and so yes. it's, it's absorbing in the white, but then also kind of like leveling out the the weight of your body in the gray uh, and the dark. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I had no idea how much difference it would make, but it's it is yeah. massive. And uh, I've been injury free was, since I started, so I've done four. That's wonderful. Now no injury. It's pretty cool. I did. Uh, I it's I amazing. was when I did the running. I was using a shoe called the New Balance uh, Minimus because okay. I was really really keen on the idea 
that was put forth in this, uh, I forget the name of the guy who wrote the book, but he said, like, look, there's people who run marathons every day. That's just how they get from city to city. I'm talking about this uh, indigenous uh, people in, in Mexico, I guess, that just, they wear, like, Hirachi sandals and they just take yeah. off running. So there is no padding for these guys. Yeah. It's just the way that they've built to run. And then somewhere else in the book he talks about, you know, we're, we're built to chase down our prey like if we're still hunting and gathering, we we have this ability to run yeah. for miles and miles and miles, and you just wear out your prey. Like they just get tired and give up. So that was his idea: is that yeah, you don't necessarily need these big, thick-soled shoes. You sh- should run in a minimal right. way. And so that's what I tried to do: is just run in a minimal shoe. And I had no injuries. Yeah. Uh, everything everything always wow, felt good. Okay. Um, and then I, you know, I couldn't find the shoes anymore and Travis recommended the Hoka's and I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I put them on and my legs started hurting. Like, uh, I, it was like my yep. Achilles tendon on one leg was hurting. Uh, my, my knees would get sore and I couldn't figure it out. And Travis was like, I bet it's your shoe. Just got a different, get a different shoe. So I, I, mm-hmm. that, that was the, that really illustrated that point of the right equipment. You know, what works for Travis isn't going to work for me sort of a thing. So if, if right. I were to yeah, get back yeah, into yeah. running, I'd probably go to the, that minimal shoe route because I don't, I, I don't know how well you'd, particularly me, I'm a big fellow. I don't know how I'd hold up over, let's say 15 miles of near barefoot running mm. like that. That may just wreck me. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that could be, yeah, that could be tough. I highly recommend going to one of these stores and, and speaking to the guys cause they, they know what they're yeah, doing. They gave me the, they gave me some Nike air Pegasus the first time and because they had mm-hmm. a nice thick sole. And so I thought, Oh, well I had that before. Mm-hmm. So the Hoka's will be fine. And when it wasn't, I thought, well, what am I doing? Maybe I'm just too old now to run. And, and Travis <laughs> like, Travis like no, it's over. It's your shoes. You just got to try a different shoe. So the problem with trying yeah. different shoes is yeah, it's like a hundred some dollars for every pair you try. Well, it depends on the store. Like Fleet Feet, if you there's a store in the U.S. called Fleet Feet. If you you have up to like sixty days, and you can return the shoes at oh, full cost. Cool. At full uh, cost. After and, you've used them. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's I, don't, awesome. I don't have one of those, yeah. but yeah. that is cool. I would I would definitely go for that. Yeah. 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 When you're yeah, allowed, they're, they're, when you're allowed to go places, yeah. you can check it out. When the world opens back up, yeah. yeah. Well, well, most yeah. most running stores should have some sort of deal like that. Some of them may not be that long. Some may just be thirty. Like there's a store here called I Run Texas, and it's a private ties store. It's not global, obviously, because it's right. Texas. But um, uh, they they do theirs, I think, for like forty five days huh. or something, and that's just because whatever. Uh, whatever cost or whatever comes into yeah, that, yeah. you know, but um, I love the yeah, fact man. we started talking about food and then we go on to fitness, which yeah. is pretty sweet because yeah, like, uh, like having something, here. Oh, good man. I've been, really I've been more, shape. I've been more aware of like what I'm eating and what I'm doing from an exercise point of view during this than ever before. And it's cool because I think it'd be so easy to go completely the other way at the moment. And just well, like, like you were talking about that 50 K and one of the things I tried, which absolutely saved me, and I've never tried it before, is during the 50K, um, usually I'll see Chelsea at least twice, maybe a few mm-hmm. times. Uh, yeah. And there's one of her friends that lives in D.C. because that's where the where it's at is in D.C. And so um, at the beginning, 
like within the first 10 miles, usually I'll see her friend by her, her like by herself and I'll just be like, give me an orange. And I don't really care for oranges, but I'll force yeah. myself to eat it. Yeah. And then I'll eat the orange. And this past year, um, Chelsea was like, well, do you want any sort of like food or something? Because that was one thing I learned long ago is when you run long distance and you don't take any food, even though I read all about it. Yeah. I just fucking destroyed myself. No, just didn't um, have anything to go but, um, Right. But I got tired of like all the gels and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, like when you do the research on them, they're not yeah. really good It's like the blast of sugar, isn't it? Yeah. Or something like and, that? Yeah. It's, it's a little... Not really. There are really good stuff in them for you, but there is a lot of sugar. And I don't like that because I feel that I, I have felt the sugar high and then the yeah, crash of it yeah, during a race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that, what that means to me is now I have to constantly buy this stuff and then constantly to stay at that level. Yeah. To stay yeah. at that level. And I don't want to do that. And so last year I told Chelsea, I want a blueberry bagel with wow. cream cheese. Yeah, very and, specific. Oh yeah. Lightly toasted. Well, I mean, you're running a while. You don't, you don't want anything to ruin your stomach, right? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be yeah. on the, on the no. websites with like running and having poop <laughs> down your leg or something. Uh, so I had like, I saw her at like mile, I don't know, 16, 18, something like that. Mm-hmm. Had half a bagel uh, and then saw her again at like mile 24, had the rest of it. And at the end of the race, I felt so much better than any of the other marathons. Mm, good to know. And like, I, I've learned quite a bit. It's been really interesting. And it makes me think, uh, I could run 50 miles. Yeah. Can you eat, can you eat really like close up to when you go running? Because I always feel that I shouldn't eat. Because I always think I just want to have a banana or something just to give me a little bit of energy. Because I'm not I, eating a huge amount at the moment either, so I need to like make sure I've got enough in the tank. You know what I've been? I was doing a lot in Chicago that really I feel like helped me out is I would have um, half of an English muffin. Yeah. With with peanut butter. Okay. You'd be amazed at what how like how good peanut butter is for you when on a long run. It's a. It's, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like if I had Chelsea, like this next run, if Chelsea had like a spoon of peanut butter, I'd be like, oh, that I'd would do like, it. I'd be running, I'd be running like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, okay, like, good to know. Yeah, yeah. I I did that for a good while, and I think that first year in Chicago was my fastest year. It's where I set all my PRs. Okay. Um, and I had a pretty not a real strict regiment, but I was just really more aware of what I was eating. And yeah. I just wanted, I didn't want to feel full. Right. So I just had like something yeah. in my stomach. So normally, are you doing like, is that like sugar free peanut butter or you just mean like Skippy no, or some regular no. brand? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like Skippy. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. No, I'm Because I fucking you, love peanut need... butter. So any excuse to eat it is a bonus. So uh, you, you need like the, that sodium. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you, when you sweat, you need that sodium. So, um, like yeah so but before like any of the marathons i'll have i'll have either half or a whole bagel and a banana mm-hmm. uh, the biggest thing for me before any of those marathons is i have to wake up at least two hours yeah. ahead of time at least because 
I know my body and I, and I know for sure I'm going to have coffee because I right. always have coffee. Yes. In the yeah. And it's going to cause some and issues. Yeah. Just an hour after I have coffee, I'm going to need to poop. Yeah. And, yeah. and you get it out of yourself. You're a little bit lighter and you're. <laughs> there you go. So, so that makes me wonder when you, when I ran a 5k, I could always, it's 5k. It's half an hour. You can like take a bathroom right. break at the end. Yeah. You're, you're, you can always hold it for a half an hour, but when you're doing 50k, do you go yeah. to the bathroom? Do you just like t- stop the timer and jump off the trail and pee on a tree and then jump back on, start the timer and go again? Um, How does it work? At the, at the Marine Corps marathon, um, the first, like we started Arlington Cemetery mm-hmm. And so we run around uh, Arlington for about the first, I don't know, yeah, five miles. And then we cross the bridge into uh, D.C. And before we, and by we, I mean all right. the other marathoners, um, where before we cross that bridge, there's this huge downslope. And then it veers to the right. And on that downslope, there's nothing but trees on right on the right and left side of you. And so you'll see like guys like darting off to the right and women <laughs> darting off to the left and everybody's just pissing in the woods. <laughs> like everybody. I mean, oh, you'll see funny. like, you'll see like one guy like run over to the right and then you'll see like 10 other guys. I'd be like, oh, he knows the spot, you know, <laughs> and, and you don't care. So you just, you just like done. pick up your shorts. Yeah. You yeah. pick up your shorts and you flop it out. And for the women, they go on the they other side, so, and... you know. yeah but so yeah uh and then after that that's usually my last pee during the entire run it's pretty rare yeah because it's been pretty warm the last runs i've had and so um and every two miles they do water breaks or they have water checkpoints like water or gate or gatorade and i really try to stay away from the gatorade because when you're not used to taking something in you shouldn't really do it during yeah, changing the formula at that point. <laughs> uh, right. But Gatorade is surprisingly really good for you. Uh, yeah. I so, remember I was doing like, so, so good for you. So yeah. So I, so yeah, you'll be surprised like on a long, long, like half marathon run, you may find yourself at yeah. that point of, uh, some books say the best time for PR runs, like, you know, like personal record runs is like being partially on that on that edge of being hydrated and ah, dehydrated. Okay, like right there on that line. So I'm aiming. I, I haven't committed to it yet, but the Reading Reading does a half marathon every year. It's usually mm. in March. Now it's been shifted back to October or November, and I'm wondering if I can. Oh, I bet you I can, can do, do that. Oh, I, I bet you can do it. I know for sure. If it's October or or November, yeah. you could totally do it. The longest run I've done so far, time-wise, is forty-five minutes. Good, it's real Um, good. So that's really good. I want to. At the minute, I've got this speed thing going to try and get the five k under thirty. But once I've got that, then I might start just doing distances and not worrying about time at all. Just seeing how much distance I can do. You should do the opposite. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about distance. Just run the time. I'll just set a time and run it. Okay. Okay. So say like today, I'm going to do one hour, and that's it. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Whatever you get, you get. And then do that, not every time you run, but like, mm-hmm. let's say every other Friday, I'm yeah, going to okay. run an hour. I'm just going to see how far I can run. 
or and or so what? Every... So like, if you're in the middle of that and you feel like you're running out of juice, like don't feel guilty about slowing down. Just slow down and control it, but right. do the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. be constant. Yeah. 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 Because I I did that last week or two weeks ago, uh, right before I got super drunk and twisted my ankle, and uh, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna run for an hour, and I ran seven miles in that hour straight like i stopped my watch and it was like right at an hour and 20 seconds and i had seven miles and i was like holy crap i was yeah that's a fast run yeah that's cool i was not mentally thinking that i was going to run that far in that time yeah um and yeah interesting okay good strat i'm yeah. gonna give that a try I'm yeah be like try. you know what today like on a wednesday be like oh i'm gonna do just 45 minute run it'll yeah. be a light light run hard run whatever it is right so maybe it's a yeah, build up sweet. and then slow down just but just my biggest thing is um if you're gonna do a timed run where you're just running however just as mm-hmm. long as you're moving mm-hmm. um personally for me i try not to walk because i'm at that point where i don't I don't have to. Yeah. Um, but like maybe trying to get to that point where it's like where you're constantly running, no yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there are some people out there like, a, like that buddy of mine who's in Houston. He likes to do like a two mile run and then a one mile walk, yeah. two okay. mile run, one minute walk, and which okay, is good, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. which is good for ultra marathons and, and marathons. But if you're doing a half marathon. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no. Just run it, man. No. I, I, well, that yeah, was one That was up. one thing with the character 5K is that it is run, walk, run, walk, run, run walk. And the thing, that, well, yeah. the thing that's brilliant is that when you don't have to walk anymore, that's the thing that's brilliant because you reach a point. Right. It's like, well, I don't need to walk now. So now I'll push right. myself really hard and then I'll stop and I'll walk to do the walk yeah. down home rather than walking during the time. It's run. so right. amazing. But see, that's when totally you break different, in though. through that. So Because yeah. I was in the same place um, where I couldn't run for a minute solid. I couldn't run the length of a block. Yeah, and uh, I remember that <laughs> yeah. one of the one of the weeks in there is that you do a, like a five minute warm up walk, and then you do like a thirty second run, then a one minute walk, then thirty second run, then a one minute walk, then a thirty second. Uh, then, then it suddenly is five minutes, and I was really dreading this yeah. five minutes because in my mind I still had this mindset of oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to run five minutes, <laughs> and then I take yeah. off running, and the next thing you know, it's five minutes, and I've run. It's so it's satisfying, and break, breaking those barriers each time is so satisfying. And the first time I ran for thirty minutes was yeah. unbelievable. It was, you, it was fucking you, you awesome. You feel yeah, like you've never felt before. It, it's it's just yeah. th- there's it's no fantastic. other substitute for it. But here's the other side of the coin for me: is I hate running. I hate it. I hate it. It's not my thing. It's definitely Travis's thing. You can tell when you look at him. You can tell when you talk to him. He like yeah. knows everything. He's 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 got such a deep interest and focus on it that that's his thing. And if I'm running, it's just to keep heart healthy and to keep weight healthy. But my whole time, um, I'm listening to music. I couldn't go without music because my mind is constantly telling me that the couch is nice and soft. There's a cold beer in the fridge. <laughs> you could do any number of yeah. things other than be out here in the hot sun or the cold wind. 
and I constantly have to distract myself. So that's why I play music is to just kind of distract my mind <laughs> from 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 me just kind of going, right, uh, fuck it, I quit. I'm going back to the couch now because this is never going to work for me. And I found that it really worked. Um, I could go without music. I could go as long as I wanted, but I had to do a trail, a non-paved trail run. So if I find okay. like uh, I was in West Virginia doing some work a few years ago and they've got they've got these oh, rolling nice. they're mountains but they're not like big rocky mountains and they had trails just all over through this thing and i found that i could easily run for well over a half an hour because my mind is now thinking about where my foot's going to go for every single step so, oh, so wow. i didn't okay. i didn't have time yeah. to get in my head and think about oh man that's right that television shows on netflix now i can go watch that it was more like if you don't pay attention you're twisting your ankle at best. At worst, they're going <laughs> to yeah. hell a flight you out of here. So, yeah, you're going to twist your ankle, fall on a, on a limb, stab yeah. yourself with the limb, and then have to bite <laughs> yeah. off a bear because the bear that's smells right. your blood. <laughs> so, for me, that that's when I really enjoyed the running that's the cool. most is on a non-paved, uh, uh, off-road, yeah. like a kid. You know, you just. Just take off yeah, into the yeah. woods and just start running as far as, far as you can go. Unfortunately, in yeah. Kansas, everything's flat and there's not a whole lot of those trails going on. No, no, well, yeah, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, holy crap, guys! We've we just killed an hour. Yeah, it's not chat. bad. I didn't know we were going to get onto a serious running chat. That's the one risk of getting into running, as I found you become really boring talking about running a lot to well, people, <laughs> which is one risk. Well, it's always good to know that I can go to Travis <laughs> if I need help on running. Cause that, well, now I know that. I'll be on you. Yeah. I'll be on you, Trev. I'll be on you. You can you can follow my Instagram, Pirate ah, Hawkins the Runner. Oh, that you have a separate running Insta? Okay. Yeah, I am on it. And I only I only follow people that run. Okay, sweet, so, excellent. Yeah. Well, fellas, that's been a glorious chat. I, I thought we were going to get on to like shit we've been watching <laughs> on TV and reading and listening to and all that stuff. We didn't even get there, so we'll maybe save that up. And you know, do I haven't I haven't been watching that much TV. I've been so busy with other projects, so... Oh, good for you. We'll talk about that. Oh, we need to talk about DIY as well oh, another yes. time because oh. uh, we've all been getting involved yeah. with that. But I think I'm going to... We'll cap it off now. We, I mean, we've we've done the hour, which I'm which I'm super, super happy with, and it's gone by it really like has. an instant. So great chat, fellas. Uh, JB, it's been a pleasure as always. Take care, my friend. And Travis, it's been fantastic on the pod. You can come back. You've got the ceiling. Anytime. All right. <laughs> so Thanks. cheers fellas and cheers everyone for listening we'll be back again soon